This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. 
He's a he's a student of the game. Also, you'll you'll learn that uh, he studies teams, how they play. Uh, you know, I love the way he plays. That goes without saying. Um, he's in terrific shape. I heard a question earlier about the length of the contract. He he uh, he was offered a longer term. I, you could probably guess uh, who did that. Um, he was offered more money. Um, he told me that that uh, he didn't want to hamper us too much with building a team. I mean, everything about this guy is, is terrific. He's a good person. Uh, I've seen him lead on a number of occasions with the Bruins. I've seen him carry a team. Uh, he, you know, he respects good players. You heard him talk about Connor. So he's a very good person, a real great, a great day for us, and uh, really happy to, to have him uh, on our team. Peter Shirelli, right off the top tonight on Inside Sports. You will hear more from him throughout the show, including a one-on-one conversation he had with Oilers now host Bob Stoffer. So, it is a seven-year deal. Lucic recently turned 28, so it takes him uh, right up until the time he's 35. That's certainly going to be a question mark. We'll touch on that as we move along tonight. He's coming off a 55-point season with the Los Angeles Kings, and he was asked, hey, man, why'd you choose Edmonton? Connor McDavid. Uh, uh, it's and, and also uh, you know and, and and my loyalty to Peter and uh, obviously you know I, I've been with him for eight years in, in in Boston and saw you know what he was able to do there with with the team that we had and turned us into champions and 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 going back to McDavid, uh, you know just getting an opportunity to play with with one of the best players I would say uh, of of this time and. You know, I know he missed a good chunk of the season last year with an injury, but from what I saw, what he was able to do, you know, he's he's definitely us up there with with the Crosbys of the world and in his ability and uh, to have that opportunity uh, to do to, to play with a player like that doesn't come around so often. And I think uh, you know, I think with having the opportunity to play with a guy like that, there's there's definitely light at the end of the tunnel here and. Uh, there hasn't been that here in a long time in, in Edmonton, and you know I wanted to do whatever I could to help and and uh, and and be a part of it. And uh, I truly believe that in a couple of years we're going to be contending for for a Stanley Cup because we have a player like that. It's just finding the right pieces in order in order to to make that happen. All right, so that will be the challenge for Peter Shirelli. Milan Lucic, of course, you know about his NHL career. He was the MVP of the Memorial Cup in 2007. Taylor Hall was the MVP of that tournament in 09 and 10. Uh, Leon Draisaitl in 2015. Derek Roy back in 2003. He was briefly an Oiler, of course, a couple of years ago. So, Lucic coming to town. You can text 630-630 right off the top here. This listener jumping in, he says... Lucic has always been wanted in Edmonton by the fans. This is an amazing grab in the short and long term. Ten lost games in six years sounds very durable to me. No issue with that contract leadership galore with him. That question asked a lot today. Uh, I asked it of uh, Jerry Johansson, the agent for Milan Lucic, earlier today. We will play that interview later on. But, of course, Peter Shirelli talking about number 27, yes, Milan Lucic will wear number 27 in Edmonton, about number 27's durability. Very limited injuries, if anything. Um, and yes, the way he plays, it's a little it's a little more difficult to play that into your into your 30s. Um, but, I mean, I, I've seen him grow as a, as a physically and, and, and mentally as a, as a young man. I know what, what, what Kerry takes of his body. I know what his wife, uh, she's very into nutrition, as Milan has become into nutrition. 
He was always one of the best conditioned athletes on the Bruins. So that stuff mitigates the risk. But, you know, you're, there's risks. Yep, there's risks. Well, no doubt there are always risks, but I think that Peter Shirelli, I, I, I mean, I don't want to say he's totally building for the short term because you always have to uh, look ahead, but I think he's certainly more concerned about how Milan Lucic plays in the first four or five years of this contract rather than how he plays in the last two or three, and uh, Lucic commented on his durability as well. Well, a lot of people forget, you know, uh, I just turned uh, 28 this month, so you know, I, I'm still young as far as uh, hockey, you know hockey age goes, and just just because I played nine years doesn't mean uh, I don't have a lot left. And I think uh, I think coming to a place like this is definitely going to be refreshing for me. And I mean, if you look at the last six seasons, uh, I've I've only missed ten games, and uh, you know, only I think four of them were due to due to injury. So I've been able to uh, to hold up. You know, especially playing the way that I do, I think I average around 250 hits uh, in, in the nine years that I've that I've been uh, in the league. So, uh, good thing I have the Eastern European strong bones and stuff like that on my side uh, to be injury-free. You know, knock on wood, and uh, hopefully I can keep that going. I've always, I've always, I've always taken pride in keeping myself in good shape and. I continue to do that. Uh, I, I'm going to continue doing that uh, moving along. All right. Well, let's uh, let's hope he does. The Oilers are going to need him in the lineup and need him in the lineup a lot as we move along. And he will certainly add a different dimension to this Oilers team. And it's a, it's a dimension that Peter Shirelli has been looking for, some size, some intimidation. Shirelli recognized today it's still a game of, uh, of aggression and intimidation a lot of times of being able to grind other teams down, of being able to keep the puck away from them, of, of being able to forecheck and bang the other team's defensemen, of being able to get in front of the other team's net and cause a disturbance and all those sort of things. Lucic can do that, plus he can put some points on the board while he's doing that. Patrick Maroon probably in a, well, probably in a similar mold without as much point production. And then you got Zach Cassian, who when he's, uh, when he's playing well and playing on his game and not taking silly penalties can be a pretty difficult guy to compete against as well. So that's a, that's an element that Peter Shirelli has gone after. Is it going to pay off? Is it enough? Is it the right mix for the Oilers to improve? Because there is a hole with Taylor Hall out of the lineup. Milan Lucic does not fill that hole directly. He brings a different skill set to town, and he does not bring as much raw offense in terms of point production. But he knows exactly why he's here. You know, I can tell you from an opponent standpoint, you 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 were never you were never uh, you know scared or intimidated heading into a game against the Oilers. So uh, I I think uh, I think that's something that we all have to change as a group i don't think it's just comes to to one or two guys i think it's as a group we have to change that and uh we need to start you know we need to send a message uh, right from the first puck drop all right that is milan lucic more from him we're going to get to some more of your texts as well the 6:36:30 open line time throughout the show if you want to jump on as well 7804960063 happy canada day inside sports on ched This is Mark Letestu from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio 630 Chet. 
And we are live tonight until 9 o'clock. Thanks for tuning in. Reed Wilkins with you. Inside Sports on 630. Chet, a whole bunch more on today's free agency, what the Oilers did on 630Ched.com. Kellen Kennedy on the other side of the window tonight. Kellen, I'm going to read a text here, and I have a feeling I'm uh, going to get a few of these throughout the summer. Okay. Here it is from Kirk, who's a loyal listener and texter. Mm-hmm. He goes, Hall for Larson. That just sounds stupid. You still won't give us the reason for this. We should have got a first-rounder with Larson. What the heck? Tell us. That's from Kirk. Okay. All right, Kirk. Well, I, I, I have a feeling that you're so angry, you're not going to accept anything that I tell you. So I just want you to listen closely to what I'm going to say, though. Even though I've said it several times over the last few days, and I'm probably going to say it several hundred times over the next two months. The short answer is that was apparently the market specifically for the Edmonton Oilers to acquire a right-hand shot defenseman who is a good defenseman. Not a great defenseman. Jeff Merrick said it very well on this show last night. You're trading actual for potential. We'll see what Adam Larson's potential is. All I can tell you right now is, is that I think he's a good defenseman. And Peter Shirelli thinks he's a good defender. Everybody knew the Edmonton Oilers were looking for a defenseman and specifically a right shot. So therefore, teams aren't going to give it away. And they know what the Oilers have. They have some forwards who can skate, who can provide offense, and, and that's what they're going to want. I know that the price was really high at the draft. We, we, know, we know we hear the Canadians were asking for Leon and Nurse and maybe the fourth overall pick. You know, I've heard some stuff that the Oilers maybe could have been in on another high-end defenseman, and the price would have been Hall, Dreisaitl, Nurse, and next year's first-rounder. So that's three guys off your roster and next year's first-rounder. So Peter Shirelli didn't uh, create, didn't, didn't, uh, you know, have a better deal that he could have made and ignore it and insist on trading Taylor Hall. I'm sure, he would have loved to keep Taylor Hall. You know, I'm sure he would have loved to get more out of New Jersey if he had to trade Taylor Hall. So, Kirk, I understand you're angry. I understand the question marks about this trade because I see them too. And we're going to see what Adam Larson does over the next several years as an Edmonton Oiler. Um, But the trade ain't being reversed, man. As angry as you are, Hall ain't coming back. Larson's here now. And really, your choices were, Kirk, either Shirelli makes this trade or he doesn't make one at all. If you prefer he doesn't make one at all, fine, that's a defensible argument. And I, I totally understand it. The risk he's running is coming into this, is going into this upcoming season with exactly the same defense and pretty much a lot of the same team that just finished second last in the league. So, yeah, you know what? You're right. It's a huge risk. If, if you hate it, hate it. But I'm telling you from what I saw and from what I've heard and from what actually happened, Shirelli thought that that deal was was worth making. He didn't intentionally do something when he could have done something that you would have thought was better. I I don't know what else to to tell you. Like, I feel really bad for the people that are upset. I, I really do. But I mean, I mean, it's not a situation where, like Shirelli said, well, I, I could have given up less for Adam Larson, uh, 
but I'm going to intentionally give up more, you know? Or it's not like the uh, L.A. Kings were dangling Drew Doughty and he said, no, I'm going to go get Adam Larson. I, I, just, I just don't know what else to tell you. I mean, he's been a GM. He has connections with other GMs. He is trying his best to read the market. So, Kirk, I have a feeling I'm probably going to get an angry text back from you again in a few minutes. But that's my answer, and that'll be my answer all summer. I don't know what else to tell you. Rocket is on the line. Hey, Rocket. Hey, Reed. How are you? Doing great. Um, so, anybody that uh, anybody that thinks the Taylor Hall trade was bad, just just wait, and when we make the playoffs, it'll all go away. Um, Lucic, I like Lucic's comments um, and his honesty about coming to Edmonton and playing against, uh, never being in- intimidated coming here. You know, so I thought I thought that was uh, that was very interesting and brutally honest on his part. Yeah, well, we, well, I mean, we knew that, obviously. I mean, there were some teams, obviously, the Oilers competed better against, but when it got to a grind-down or, or tighter type of game, they usually didn't do well in those games. Why I really called is I wanted to get your take on what Colorado did. They picked up two more defensemen, and I'm wondering if you think this is a prequel to the Tyson Berry move. I think it could be. I mean, uh, there's there's something wrong with that relationship, right? And yeah, I agree. There, it's, it appears to have soured. I mean, have they officially announced arbitration? I think it's just expected that they're going to go to arbitration. Um, but but yeah, it appears that 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 something is wrong there. Now maybe maybe a trade doesn't happen this summer with him. Maybe they sign him for one year, right? And then and then they got to move him during the year or or at the deadline. But yeah, it just you know and what happened with O'Reilly and then the things that they what the coach basically says he's no good and then the GM says no he's going to be here forever. I mean, it just seems kind of like they're if I were the player, I'd maybe feel a little jerked around at this point. Like either just yeah, lock, I, I me, lock me up or say you're going to let me walk. When they're calling him a five defenseman. You know that must uh, that must not uh, rub him the right way. Either. Right, and me, and you know he's. Let's face it, he's not he's not a great defender. But if you can get points like he got, I mean, you're not a five defenseman because you're making a lot happen when you're on the ice, and you're pretty valuable on the power play. So yeah, I I could see that they're preparing to lose him for sure. We'll, like I, the, again, I don't know if it's going to happen this summer, but it could happen in the next eight months. The other thing I thought interesting is Demers is still on the board. Yeah, well, again, like I said this afternoon, I, I was interested in him, but not at five and a half per season. Okay, and that's if that's what if that's what he's looking for, so that's why he's probably. Still I mean, if on he was then. if he was like, hey, four million a season, I'd be like, oh, the Oilers should look at that. That's not bad. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That's five and a half, five and a half is pretty high for that. Okay, Rocket, I got to run, buddy. Thanks. Yeah, thanks. Jared and Jamie are up next on the phone lines. Of course, you can keep the text coming to six thirty six thirty inside sports on six thirty chat. Your home for breaking news and expert opinion. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. Is this all your CanCon today, Kellen Kennedy? Yep. What do we have? What is this? So this is fully completely by the Tragically Hip. Oh, there you go. And you heard Brian Adams run to you earlier. Classic track. And uh, a few more coming. Feel free to put your picks in the text line. Nice. Get up out. 
Uh, the Big L says, uh, hey, Reed, I don't agree with some of your reactions to Kirk. In our society, we confuse business with sports and marketing with potential success. To be fair to Oilers fans of the past decade, it doesn't matter if Lucy is holding a cheap or expensive football when Charlie Brown gets it pulled out from under his well-intentioned kick. Well, look, I'm, here's the thing, though. I, I, I don't feel I've ever told anybody how they should feel about anything, for that matter. The thing is, though, if somebody says to me, explain why Taylor Hall was traded for Adam Larson, I'm doing my best to do that, given what I objectively observe. As much as, much as I love talking to all you guys, and, and I, I welcome all your opinions, you have to understand, I will most likely never be as emotional as you are about anything related to the Oilers and the Eskimos. I, I just won't, at least not when I'm sitting here by the microphone. So I mean I I I don't know what else to tell you, Big Al. I mean I'm not telling I'm not telling Kirk not to be angry. I'm not telling him to like the trade. He wants to know why it happened. I'm am t- telling him why I think it shook down that way. And I would prefer to give an answer more uh, mature and developed than just saying, "Yeah, well, Shirelli must be stupid," because I don't because I don't think he is. So that's what I'm trying to tell you. I'm not saying it's going to work. Not saying a year from now we're going to be thinking it's a good trade. I'm, I'm telling you what risk he took. And I'm telling you why that was probably the deal that, uh, why that was the deal that he settled on. I, I don't know how else to frame my answer. We had Jared on the line, 780-496-0063. Hey, Jared. Hi, Reed. Uh, you know, a lot of people, too, you guys don't mention enough, but uh, like cleft bombs on him fantastic contract they're going to be well larson's on an even better run for just as long almost so yeah that's that's a pretty good selling point you know but uh uh, yeah larson's until 2021 cleft bombs until 2023 they both make around the same 4.16 which is like real you know if they turn in the top pairing guys wow that's unreal but uh um well okay one thing just like you guys are talking about that you want to uh get the mares but here, the thing is, next year, like uh, when we got to protect these guys, we already like we have to protect Sakara. So if we bring in someone like Demers, well, now we can only protect one of Clefbaum or Larson with with the, if we're going with the three defensemen, right? So right. like we right yeah, now I mean, we're good to go with Davidson. We could lose as it stands. So that's why we got to watch it with the D guys. Yeah, I don't think I, I, they're not going to get the mares now. I, I think he might have been on the table had they not brought in Larson, but especially what he appears to be asking for, uh, he's not going to be an Oiler now. Can I ask about uh, Dennis Seidenberg got bought out? Does he got anything left? Dennis Seidenberg. Yeah, off the uh, Bruins, he got, his contract got bought out, I heard yesterday, or unless it was a different Seidenberg. And... Dennis Seidenberg, yeah, they put him on waivers for the purpose of a buyout. He is 34. Yeah, he's an ex guy. He's a top guy. I don't know. Am I out of my am I out of my mind here? Well, he only had twelve points last year, so played sixty one. Playing games. with Chara? You know what I, I did I don't know enough about how, how the Bruins used them. I'd ha- I'd have to check it out. Uh but uh yeah, I don't I don't know if they'd go down the I guess you could get him cheap. But if they were gonna yeah. go if they were gonna go for a one year guy cheap like that, then I'd I'd sooner look at uh Wisniewski, quite frankly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. one last point I just want to make is that it's kind of funny how uh, 
like now, okay, so we got like the best center in the game are going to be, and uh, we got the top power forward, and that's kind of our basis of starting point. And Montreal, they got the best goalie, and now they, you know, the best defenseman, or probably right now he is. It's kind of funny. It's going to be interesting to see uh, whose rebuild gets going better. I think I think we're going to, but you think Weber's the, for the you, th- time. you think Weber's the best defenseman in the league right now? Well, I think he brings leadership. I think he brings the most to the. He's the most complete human being combined with skill, is what I think. Yeah. Okay. Maybe, well, we'll see. Maybe the, uh, they took a big risk with Radulov today. I know, that blows my I was, mind. I was watching that video of him slashing his coach in the KHL a few years ago. Do you remember that? That's nuts. No, I never saw that. Yeah, just Google Radulov slash coach. It's it's kind of scary, actually. Jared, thanks for calling. Thank you, Reed. Have a good night. All right, 780-496-0063. Who was, uh, who was next? Cause did we, was Jamie ahead of – because he dropped off, but I want to bring him in. Hey, Jamie. Jamie, do we still have you, buddy? He's still here. Okay, yeah, so you're breaking up a bit. Let's give it a try, though. Okay, so I kind of had two points here. First point was um, all the Oilers fans, you know, some of the Oilers fans being kicked off. I mean, I'm a diehard Oilers fan about trading Taylor Hall. But, I mean, when you really look at it and you sit down and look at it and you review the tape on Larson, it just fills a hole that you need more than Hall can ever bring to the table. Hall is uh, Hall's a def- I mean, I really don't like his defensive game. He's not there defensively. I don't think he brings the leadership that we need him to bring. And when you bring in a guy like Larson, you're not only doing that, but you're also showing the core of the Edmonton Oilers, like, we won't accept losing anymore. We're going to get rid of whoever we need to to give this a big shakeup. And that's what they did by getting rid of him. And at the same point, they also shook up the Oilers fans. But they shook up the core, the core group of guys. They did, and I think that's an interesting point because I think there'd been a little bit of stubbornness by previous managers saying it has to be Hall, Nugent Hopkins, Eberle, and maybe even Schultz or Yakupov that are part of this. It has to be. We suffered to get those guys, or we paid a price, or, or we took a chance to go out and get them. It has to be those guys. And you're right. It is. A, it, it, I think it is a little bit of a message. I kind of asked Shirelli that the other day, and he said, well, I'm sure people will see it that way, but I'm just trying to build the best team possible. What was your other point, Jamie? Um, like saying, the... Um if you if lots of these fans sit down and really take a time, take review tape on Larson. I mean, it's a small market compared to you know Canadian teams in New Jersey, and he plays a lot of important minutes for that team, or he did anyways. And I think it'll be a, a good a good piece on our blue line that we just we haven't had in a long time. Let's say since I'm thinking like Jason Smith shut down. Like we haven't had a defender that can that can play that. Well, I hope so. Like I like I said, he's I, I think he's a good defender. We'll see where he goes. If he keeps improving, you know, then maybe this trade is 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 really going to look better than it does to a lot of people right now. But I I, I I do think hopefully he plays a game that maybe by you know new the new year people will be like, oh okay, I appreciate Adam Larson more than I did the day the trade was made. I hope. Yeah, exactly. I mean, at the end of the day. I just need W's. I don't care who's on the team. We could have Yeah, you could have Ger- Gerbils on the defense. team, whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jamie, thanks for calling, man. Have a great Canada evening, okay? 
Yeah, you too. Thank you. Bye. That is Jamie checking in. We're at 643. BC leading Hamilton 7-2 CFL tonight. I, I can't stand these BC uniforms. Man, they are horrific. Ralph is on the line. Hey, Ralph. Hey, Reed. What's up? Uh, I thought you gave actually a pretty thoughtful response to your angry texter. But uh, he's not the only one. And I think people, I mean, it's tough when you're a fan of a team, but it's tough to put yourself in another general manager's shoes. And Bob Stoffer interviewed Ray Sherrill. And when you look at how that New Jersey team is built, they don't really have a lot. They do have some young players up the middle, but their their group of forwards as a whole is pretty unspectacular. And I actually think Ray Sherrill showed a lot of guts trading his best defenseman and probably the youngest defenseman with the most upside in an organization that, uh, you know, lacks scoring and, and they needed to get something that he could go back to his his fan base and say, hey, look, I know I traded our best defenseman, but look what I got in return. And, you know, maybe that's, that eases the pain a little bit, and I think people just need to understand, you know, there's two people making a trade, right? It's not just about Edmonton and how we feel. It's also about Ray Sherrill and what he's trying to do in New Jersey. Well, you make a good point, and I mean, and I mean we, you're right. We often never see it from the angle of the other team. I know when Rob and I do overtime open line after games, when Cam Talbot gives up a goal, it's never, oh man, that guy on the other team made a really good play. It's always, did Cam Talbot screw it up or what Euler missed his coverage or or why did this happen, right? So you you never look at it from the other side. I I think, Ralph, I understand, like again, I understand why it's a hard trade to swallow, but I, I think you're making a good point that you, you, you I, for the it's it's like some people were expecting Shirelli was going to pull off some drastically lopsided trade that was an obvious win for the Oilers, and that's I mean that's not realistic either. No, and uh, to be perfectly honest, I think if you know if if that angry texture or the angry Oilers fans would have rather kept Taylor Hall and done nothing. I actually think that position is indefensible. Well, and I, and, I, and I know when I say that, people say, well, you can't do something just for the sake of doing something. But I do think, like I said before, if Shirelli felt that his only other option at the time of trading Taylor Hall was to come back with the exact same defense core and potentially the exact same forwards, because he may have not had the money for Lucic today, that what would what would a fan saying what would have, what would a fans been saying if if it was the exact same defense as, as last year and Jordan Osterley is your first call up and Mark Fain's in your second pairing and all that yeah. kind of stuff. If if Oilers fans are in the middle of December and the Oilers are eight fifteen and three, they're going to be screaming that Peter Shirelli didn't make a trade. And I think people forget how frustrating it is watching a team not be able to get the puck out of their own zone. Now, one other quick thing. I really liked what I heard from Milan Lucic in his interview today. He's uh, He's got swagger, and uh, if I'm some of those players on the team who are not even remotely close to intimidating, when I come to training camp, I'm going to have my big boy pants on because I think, <laughs> I think um, like the days of Jordan Eberle never finishing a check and not going into scrums, those are over. And I love his comment about family because I felt like this team – 
had lots of skill, but there was no sense of community and family and looking out for one another for a long, long time. Ralph, thanks a lot for calling. Yeah, have a good one, Reed. 780-496-0063. It's 647. Nicholas is next on the phone lines. Nicholas, i, I got to get in a commercial break, and then you're up right after that. This is Inside Sports on Ched. The Oilers sign Milan Lucic. This is Oscar Clefbaum from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to the Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio 630 Shad. All right, thanks for tuning in tonight. Man, if you missed it this afternoon and almost into this evening, the Blue Jays lose 2-1 in 19 innings to the Cleveland Indians, who have now won 14 in a row. Cleveland used nine pitchers in the game. The Blue Jays used a couple position players as pitchers. The game took six hours and 13 minutes. Another note today, Tiger Woods, shouldn't surprise anybody, will not play the British Open. Reed Wilkins with you inside sports on 630 Chet. Lucic, seven years, $42 million. Gustafson, backup goalie, one year, $800,000. Defenseman Mark Fraser, one year, two-way deal. Those are the Oilers' signings today. We have Nicholas on the open line, 780-496-0063. Hello, Nicholas. Hello. What's going on? Mm, nothing. What's on your mind? How they would trade Hall and then sign Lucic for the exact same amount of money. That Hall was paid. It doesn't make any sense. How come? He gets paid the exact same amount of money, and Hall is the better player. Yeah, so, well, I think Peter Shirelli wanted to get a defenseman, so he traded Taylor Hall to do that. And, I mean, he has a relationship with Lucic because they were together in Boston. Free agents generally get, you know, maybe more than you might think they were, so he got $6 million. And I think Shirelli is hoping that Lucic brings a different element to the roster than Hall. We'll see if that works out. Lucic isn't going to produce as many points as Hall, um, but I think Shirelli is hoping he can bring a little more of a physical and rugged presence to the team. But still, I mean, trade Everly. Well, but here's here, here's the thing, Nicholas. If 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 you're the GM of the Oilers. Or if you're the GM of another team, you know that that Hall is better than Everly. So who are you going to ask for in a trade? Hall? Yeah, so that's what other GMs did, right? I guess. So I think the option is, Nicholas, like I said to the the guy that texted in earlier, Shirelli's option was to do nothing or to trade Hall for Larson. If you prefer that he would have done nothing, that's fine. Uh, but then the risk is that he comes back with the exact same defenseman he had last year. Yikes. Right. So <laughs> there, there's the conundrum. So he had to make a choice, right? I guess so. Yeah. So you like Taylor Hall a lot, though? Yep. He's a really good player. I mean, I, like I said, it was a tough trade for, for me to think, oh, man, that, does, that doesn't look even when I saw it. But Shirelli really, really wanted to add a right-shot defenseman. And, uh, I mean, so Lucic gets $6 million, and, and we'll see now what happens with Nugent Hopkins and Everly as well. Okay, and another topic. Sure. Andrew Ferentz. Yes. He's, even though he's injured and he hasn't played for, like, a season or something, he still counts against the cap space of the Oilers. Shouldn't he just retire right now and save the Oilers $3 million? Well, here's the thing, though. They can put him on long-term injured reserve so his cap wouldn't count against the Oilers' cap. And i got to tell you, Nicholas, maybe I'm a bad person, but if I were too sick to work 
but I could still collect my full salary, I would probably do that rather than retiring. Hmm. I guess so. Yeah, maybe I'm a bad man, but but I think that's probably what's going to... I mean, here's the thing. He's, the Oilers signed him to that contract. They said, we are willing to pay you this amount of money for this many years. They, they Everybody knows injuries are possible in hockey, right? Yep. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, if long-term injured reserve, there's there's some there's some maneuverability there with the uh, with the salary cap for sure, man. And also, Larson, I don't think he's good enough. He won't be good enough. Well, we're going to find out. That's a definite risk. I mean, his his he has he has probably not reached his potential. If he has reached his potential, then maybe this is going to turn out to be a really disappointing trade. We we don't know. We don't know. I can't I can't sit here and tell you that I know. I know that he's, I think he's good. I think he's above average. Is he very good or excellent? I cannot say that. He might be, but he isn't right now. I don't think. I think he traded for the wrong Larson. I mean, he should have traded for Oliver Ekman Larson, not uh, not Adam Larson. Yeah, but again, that's tough to get, man. You'd probably have to trade more than Hall to get him. So how much are you willing to give up, right? What if they wanted Darnell Nurse and Taylor Hall for Ekman Larson? How about next year's first-round pick? I mean, we could be first overall again. Maybe. I hope not. I hope they're not that far down in the lottery. Or far up in the lottery. Mm. Nicholas, i got to go to the news, buddy. I really appreciate that you're listening to the show, and thank you so much for calling in, okay? You're welcome. That is Nicholas at 780-496-0063. You can also text... 630, 630. Uh, Gabriel says, uh, Reed, can you play more upbeat music, something more upbeat to lift my spirits because of Hall? Like maybe Band on the Run. That is from Gabriel. Well, Kellen Kennedy's uh, picking the music today, and he's mm. doing all CanCon. Yeah. Isn't Band on the Run, isn't that McCartney? That's McCartney. Was That's... he with uh, Wings at that time? Yeah. Yeah. So that, unfortunately, that doesn't qualify. I'm, so- but... I'm sorry, Gabriel, you don't make, your musical request does not make... Kellen Kennedy's cut tonight. I'll, I, I can bank that and play that next week. We'll play it. We'll play it Monday or Tuesday or whatever the next day is you're working. Uh, Kellen, Ken- if you have the text line, you have the text line open. I do. Kellen Kennedy will accept CanCon requests. That's Canadian content. Canadian content. Uh, you can keep the text and phone calls coming. We'll uh, talk a little Battle of Alberta. How these uh, signings by both the Oilers and the Flames might affect that. Pat Steinberg's going to hop on after the break, and you'll hear from Shirelli and Milan Lucic as we move along as well. Inside Sports on Chad. Happy Canada Day. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.